Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode, you'll learn about the history of the Queensland Social Enterprise Council and hear from some of the founders and pioneers of Australia's social enterprise movement. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Queensland has led the way for the development of social enterprise in Australia. From the first social finance opportunities to the first social procurement contract, Queensland also formed the first state peak body, the Queensland Social Enterprise Council, or QSEC. In the lead up to the 10th anniversary of QSEC's incorporation in May 2013-2023, we take a moment to reflect and look back at the important milestones in the journey so far. So in this podcast, we take time to listen to some of the founders of the social enterprise movement that were present at the birth of QSEC. So this will include Dr. Ingrid Burkett, who's the original co-founder of the New Mutualist Group and now Griffith University Unicenter. Richard Warner, who's the current president of QSEC and co-founder of the Nunda Co-op. Steve Williams, who's the first president of QSEC, a social entrepreneur and social innovation lead at Central Queensland University. Amelia Salmon, the co-founder of QSEC and second president of QSEC, and now the executive manager of Logan East Community Centre. Emma-Kate Rose, the third president of QSEC, a social entrepreneur and co-owner of Food Connect. And of course, Elise Parrips, who is the inaugural CEO of QSEC, and who is here with us today to introduce the podcast. So Elise, thanks so much for, for joining us and, and helping us make this happen. Oh, thanks so much, Tom, for this opportunity. We would actually really like to first begin to recognise the great influence provided by Indigenous and First Nations businesses in the establishment of the principles and the values of social impact business. Through the next few months, QSEC will be working with Indigenous businesses and elders to articulate the common ground we share in principle between Indigenous governance and social enterprise practice. We've got so much to learn and to share as we walk together to help shape a more regenerative future together. And we are so grateful for the collaboration and relationships we're developing around this significant work. We also would just like to say also thank you to the past and present board directors, and especially to Gala Watson and Terry Waller and the many Indigenous business leaders across our sector for their contribution and their continuing com commitment to the movement for change. Thanks so much, Elise. It's great to have that. So Ingrid Burkett, we'll go straight to you for the first question. Though Victoria is often cited as playing a major historical role in the development of social enterprise in Australia, Queensland certainly has led the way in many critical ways. So what have you learnt over the years about the history of social enterprise in Queensland? Thanks, Tom. Yes, that's right. Queensland actually had lots of firsts in the social enterprise space. And I guess what we've learnt is, I mean, if we go right back to the 1800s, the first social enterprises that were recorded in European history in Australia are cooperatives. And I think that's really telling that 
you know, the first recorded social enterprises are of the mutual tradition. Mm. We know that also the, the social enterprises didn't just emanate out of Brisbane. Actually, there was recordings of cooperatives in far north Queensland, and they were joint uh, First Nations, non-Indigenous cooperatives um, as well. So, you know, in our history, in our DNA of social enterprise in Queensland, there is this mutual tradition and there is a connection to the reconciliation tradition. Mm. So that's really important. Yeah. Um, I think we also, from really early on, recognised the connection between social enterprise and economics. And so, you know, if we look at other firsts in in terms of the tradition in Queensland, we had Forrester's Community Finance and a lot of, you know, resourcing and, in fact, uh, Australia's first impact investment fund that focused specifically on finance for social enterprise started in Queensland. Mm. Um, and so that's important. And then also the, the history of social procurement. So the very first contract um, that was in the social procurement space was with Brisbane City Council and Nunda Community Enterprises Cooperative. And so again, that connection between outcomes yep. and you know the need to resource those outcomes um, in the form of finance and procurement has been important. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I understand that you were one of the co-founders of the New Mutualism Group, which was ultimately the precursor to QSEC. So can you provide a little bit more insight to, to how that group was formed and how it was fundamental to the formation of the Queensland Social Enterprise Council? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it happened around the time of all of these um, financial and procurement conversations. And I guess social enterprises realised that, you know, um, everyone sort of doing those things on their own and trying to work out how to create sustainable business with outcomes mm. wasn't going to provide us the, the the power, the mutual power that we needed in order to really progress the agenda as a whole. Yeah. So really the, um, the new mutualists came together to A, think about the mutual history of social enterprises and reform that sort of mutualist agenda of we, the, the many are better than the single and have conversations about the, the way that social enterprises were sharing a lot of the early struggles of how do you maintain a, a sustainable business and create those outcomes. Mm. And could we join together in order to create almost like a federation of you know, support and capability building and power to advocate for what social enterprises needed to in order to achieve those outcomes. And that was, you know, there were some fantastic conversations and, you know, you'll be talking to some of the early members of that new mutualist group on this podcast. Mm. But I guess we also needed the, the, the energy of a few more people. So what we learned, I think, was the power of um, even more people coming together and creating that sort of political, small p, political energy that was needed to drive the movement forward. And that's really what QSEC has provided. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so just to confirm, Ingrid, that Mu Mutualism Group started back in 2004, is that correct? Yeah, that's right, Tom. Um, and before that, you know, there was lots of murmurings and, you know, the, the real gathering together probably started earlier than that, yeah. in around 2002, um, when people were coming together to talk about contracts. Yeah, fascinating. So we're talking a solid 20 20 years of really great work that's been happening in Queensland. Richard Warner, you were obviously part of this in a strong way as well, because the Nunda Community Enterprises Cooperative was involved very early on in the development of social enterprise in Queensland too. So what was the starting point for you? Uh, Thanks, Tom. Um, The starting point was really a problem that people raised with us. So people with disabilities, and mental health issues who were long-term unemployed. Really, there was no avenue for them to gain um, the employment they were desiring Mm. um, and trying all the different systems and supports around. So it was really born out of necessity, our entry into social enterprise. Um, Really people from people's need and people coming and saying, I I want a job. And so for us, it was a, a classic community development process we weren't entrepreneurs um at all but brought people together and and said okay what do you want to do about it and then we looked around for um models and one of the models was um the cooperative tradition or the mutual tradition and also the traditions of social enterprise and uh, that were emerging in the uk and north america Mm. so we looked to those as well and, and also Southeast Asia, I think lots of examples in in India and uh, Sri Lanka of um, of people doing that kind of work. Yeah, it's it's been great to see NCEC also just playing such a such a strong lead role uh, in Queensland. So, what's one of the, the the key reflections you've had now that you've been ultimately running that organisation with the with the, the other members uh, for this period of time? That's a really interesting question. I'd reflecting on that, I'd say. As an entrepreneur, your most powerful resource isn't money, it's not expertise, and it's not even an entrepreneurial spirit. It's really the community of people who are connected to a common cause. Mm. Um, so if you have that, that's, in, in, in our experience anyway, that's really what drives things forward. And that what, that's what helps you stay the course as well. Mm. It, what, it's what keeps you true to to what you're doing, that connection with people and the connection with with an important social, environmental or um, cultural agenda. Mm. Yeah, it's a great insight, that connection of people which are really working towards a common cause. I can absolutely relate when we talk about the Social Enterprise World Forum project. But Steve Williams, we might come to you now because you also played a, a, a pivotal role at the start and the formation of, of QSEC. So what was happening prior to 2012 for you and what was the aim of QSEC in the early days? Oh, thanks, Tom. Um, well, I think prior to 2012, as Ingrid mentioned, there was, you know, there was lots of activity around social enterprise and, you know, in those early days of new mutualism, you know, we kind of used the term community enterprise because a lot of people who are involved and uh, kind of instrumental in the growth in that, specifically in the southeast corner were social workers and community workers who were looking to kind of work with people in a different way just as Richard Warner just 
express. So, you know, around, I think probably around 2010 was when a number of us started to meet to talk about how we could form some kind of group um, that eventually, you know, became a peak body. But, you know, people like Nina Bowbridge, who was working at Brisbane City Council at the time, and Amelia Salmon, who's on this call, Richard and Mark Sims and Saba Abraham. So, you know, really long-term experienced community workers who also had experience in running these small fledgling social enterprises mm. too. And I think that the important thing about the the movement in Queensland coming from that arena, as Ingrid also mentioned earlier, was that there was a power analysis. You know, we kind of recognised that there are a lot of professional intermediaries in the space at that time mm. who were kind of taking up all of the airspace. And it meant that social entrepreneurs and, and community organisations running social enterprises really didn't have much voice to power. Mm. So, you know, that, I think that that was the, the key reason that, that QSEC was formed. So that, you know, some of those early aims were about lobbying, really. So, you know, lobbying around policy development and funding and recognition of the sector. And I think that, you know, one of the kind of highlights of that early period was the Queensland Social Procurement Forum, which happened in 2015. And there's about 300 people at that forum, government ministers and procurement professionals. And I think that we're seeing that some of the effects of that work now in Queensland. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. It's great, great to get that perspective, Steve. And Amelia Salmon, Steve's mentioned you just before. You're also very much uh, there at the starting days of, of QSEC. So I'm interested to learn a little bit more about how you built recognition of social enterprise. Because, you know, as we all know, this term um, has really only only been emerging, you know, not for a huge period of time. And it's been re- referred to in, in many different forms, as Steve highlighted earlier. But what were some of the early hurdles as well in establishing credibility as a peak body? And what was your initial focus, Amelia? Hi. I think we certainly weren't the only ones who began to um, establish sort of the concept of social enterprise. But I must say, I think in certainly when New Mutualism got going and ASPE were um, in the process of setting up um, QSEC, yeah, yeah, the, the idea of social enterprise was still quite new. Um, so, so we did have that concept of really having to explain not only what we were doing, but what social enterprise was quite a lot. Um, and I think we did. We just kept talking. We just talked to everyone and anyone who would listen to us. Yeah. Building that up. Steve and I had lots of meetings with people in Queensland government in, at all sorts of different levels. And there was lots of interest. I, I think it wasn't a hard sell because in some ways because employment was an outcome, but it did still take some years, I think, for the concept of community-based business to begin to be taken seriously Mm. um, and social business to begin to be taken seriously. So, um, because they are in some ways some very different worlds, the world of business and the worlds of um, community organisations, even though we're all very comfortable working between the two. Yes, great reflections there, Amelia. Thank you. And Emma-Kate Rose, you too have, have played a really, really strong part being one of the recent chairs for QSEC. And, you know, throughout your your time in the chair role, you, you played a really solid 
uh, role in engaging with, with state government for, for policy support. So I'm keen to learn a little bit more about that. And also, how did QSEC lead the way in connecting member networks around Australia? Because when we look at the state-based membership networks that now exist, um, they've only existed for the last two to three years. So many are very, very fresh compared to QSEC. Tell us more. Yeah, hi, Tom. Um, yeah, look, I spent a lot of years head down, bum up in our own social enterprise yep. at Connect. Um, really just trying to focus on, you know, as Amelia mentioned, living in those two different worlds and making it work. And, you know, always aware and connected with QSEC, but but sort of not really having the time to engage um, too much other than the really fun networking drinks that they yeah. used to organise all the time, mm. you know, as a member. And I really did align with the goals of QSEC in really wanting to establish legitimacy and credibility in yes. the, in the, as legitimate businesses in our economy and that, you know, that only parts of our economy were being acknowledged or, you know, um, you know, given that, given that legitimacy by the powers that be. So being able to have an opportunity with becoming chair um, and standing on the very broad shoulders of Amelia and Steve and Richard and others before them really paved the way for me to be able to, you know, engage with the state government at policy level. Yep. And really it was, it, was, it was timing and luck in many ways. We had um, a state government minister who had worked for quite a number of years previously as Minister of Communities and through that role she actually got to see what social enterprise was all about. She was particularly close to one um, organisation called Microprojects yep. um, who initiated a number of um, social enterprises um, to assist with long-term unemployed mm. or marginalised people. And she really understood why social enterprise needed to exist. Yep. So I think without that goodwill there and also the need for the sector to come together, whereas traditionally the intermediaries, the social enterprises on the ground and the universities and other policy advocates tended to sort of work in their silos. There wasn't sort of a central convening space for all of us to sort of stop talking past each other all the time. Yes. So one of the key moments um, in that in that early engagement phase with the state government was really Shannon Fentiman um, being critical in establishing a round table. Yep. Um, and that just got us all around the table, eyeballing each other and forcing us to sit in the same room. Um, some of us traditional rivals or some of us, you know, not necessarily agreeing with, you know, each other's forms of social enterprise. Yeah, or, yeah. I remember those conversations. Yeah, yeah, and it was quite tricky, but we got there, didn't we? And mm. and um, Shannon Fentiman, you know, after a year of consultation and genuine consultation, um, she really did champion the cause, and we ended up with a with a statewide strategy. So that that was really that was awesome. And and as soon as I became chair, I immediately people immediately engaged with me. Um, I was I was completely out of my depth. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had people like Frank Deneen from the state government. Mm. I had policy officers from, you know, um, small business. I had Alex Hannant had just arrived um, yeah. from New Zealand and immediately engaged. And I think, and then QSEC 
decided to run an unconference and bring the whole sector together, mm. which was a really magical weekend yeah. um, on the Sunshine Coast, and that really solidified a lot of our, uh, you know, our goals and and really sort of created a lot of solidarity in the movement. Yes, absolutely. and a lot of trust, and that's I think why we've been able to take it to the next level by connecting and really supporting other networks around Australia. Um, it's because we had that initial, that, that trust building exercise in the first couple of years. So mm. being able to sort of, you know, assist you with the bid to bring yep. the World Forum to Brisbane, yep. um, being able to get bursaries funded through the state government to go to Social Enterprise World Forum in 2019. And then off the back of that, um, really wanting to reach out to people all around, um, you know, the different states, uh, people who were interested in sort of stepping outside of the intermediary space and looking at member-based organisations and and seeing the power of that through QSEC. I think that yep. was quite instrumental, yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's some great points there. And I can just see, I think the difference behind you know, this this really strong grassroots movement and much of the, the board time well, always has been volunteer run. You know, these, these have been people coming around a table with the genuine interest of the sector yeah. leading, right, prior to the money coming in from government, which which could be different to, to other state-based networks. Could you agree? Absolutely. I remember um, <laughs> talking to... Amelia, when we were had, she was handing over the president's role to me, and I said, "So, you know, how many hours a week would you say I needed to?" You know, to <laughs> she was like, "Oh, probably about seven or eight, you know, um, give or take." And I remember doing my, you know, doing up the tally towards the end of my tenure. There, and it was it, it, it had built up to it like a proper part time job. It was yeah. at least twenty hours a week by yeah. the time I left. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, and that that's just not me. That's. Mm. Everyone who was on QSEC's board um, has always gone above and beyond, you know, and often, you know, sacrificed a lot in their own businesses to really, mm. you know, to get their heads above water, sort of, you know, out of their business and to see more broadly across the ecosystem what was happening. Yep. It was just as important for the viability of our businesses connecting to each other as it was being, you know, head down, bum up in, a, in there. Yeah, absolutely. There's some some great perspectives there. And Emma-Kate, you referenced QSEC's support of the Social Enterprise World Forum. And certainly, uh, I would absolutely like to just say a a huge public thanks to QSEC for the support towards Impact Boom in in leading that that bid to bring it out to Australia, which ultimately began back in in 2017, alongside strong support from the Unicentre and the English Family Foundation as the, the principal supporters as well. So yeah, um, yeah. with five years on and we're just literally a couple of weeks away now, likely will have happened by the time this podcast gets published. It's just essential for people to know that this peak body, you know, certainly made it a huge reality. So Elise, we will we'll cross to you now. Elise, perhaps you are and have been a strong part of the sector for the past few years now. And there is absolutely some some great momentum that's been building. So in your time in the sector, what have you witnessed? And importantly, as we've just uh, about to you know experience or have it, have experienced the World Forum, what's next? Because it's essential that we talk about legacy, right? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you so much, Tom. And I just want to start by 
just taking a moment to go, wow, um, small times many makes mighty. Um, the people in this room and also the many volunteers um, that have done such an enormous amount of work in the lead up to, you know, as we start to prepare for our 10 year anniversary for QSEC, um, it's just, we just have to just take a moment. I think it's really important to take a moment and understand how many voices that have been at this table and how many people have contributed their blood, sweat and tears mm. over so many years um, to, to get here. It's astounding. And I feel extremely privileged and so, so grateful for the opportunity to um, be the first employee at um, QSEC. And it means so much to have paid resources. I think, you know, the momentum gathering um, through these last years has definitely been because someone um, there's been a couple of us now in our team um, who've really been able to be paid to be doing this job. It's amazing. Mm. And what an incredible burgeoning and emergence of the sector we've seen in these last few years. Um, so I guess where to from here at this, you know, in very important juncture for QSEC as we stand on the brink of almost 10 years, it'll be May in 2023 that we celebrate um, 10 years of, of QSEC. And as we stand here um, together, uh, it's really important to recognise how many connections are now being made um, with social enterprises on the ground in every corner of the state. It's giving me goosebumps just thinking how many social enterprises are coming out um, of the woodwork and emerging in this space where we find ourselves post COVID, mm. um, really having to assess some of the really huge systemic challenges we have in our society. Where to from here? Well, you know, this year in 2022, we've got the Social Enterprise Board Forum. I think that this is going to be a massive catalytic moment for Australia. Uh, Emma Kate spoke about bringing the, the networks together across the nation. We've also got the emergence of the Social Enterprise Australia group, yes. um, who brings, you know, such amazing um, uh, opportunity, I think, for um, the whole nation to join together for a strategy for social enterprise across the nation. Wow, what a moment. And then as we look toward the Olympics in 2032, how might we use this time to look at the opportunities beyond 2032. How might we build a regenerative society together as social entrepreneurs, as people working in the impact space, um, across any business? And I challenge all businesses to start to think about how we might all do better, be better, and address some of these massive systemic problems that are emerging post-COVID. So the world is our oyster as we move forward, I believe. And this moment is so important that we stand here and look back at the generations before us and to hear the stories of how people have strived, have thrived, have created their businesses, bonded together, collaborated, and to really use this position to hear the many voices of the social enterprise movement, not just for QSEC's sake, but for the sake of all social entrepreneurs and the work actually that the social enterprises are doing on the ground, this is a real moment to help us bring come together and really bring a sense of um, purpose through our journey moving forward. So as we're looking 
into the future to really help us to make, I guess, um, uh, strong connections with our past in order to move forward. There's some great insights there, Elise. Thanks very much. And look, we're really doing this podcast because QSEC are now celebrating 10 years of anniversary. And there's been so many key lessons that, that have come to, to the fore, you know, throughout these years. So Ingrid, I might just quickly pass back to you to, to think whether there's any other sort of key points you really want to share that were really fundamental to the, to the QSEC formation and, and journey to date. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Um, I think it's really important to recognise that you know, in order to start a movement like this, we need you know the shining stars like Cusick, um, but we also need a whole lot of champions uh, across the ecosystem who went out of their way to create opportunities and possibilities, and they came in the form of you know government ministers, they came in the form of bureaucrats, they came in the form of philanthropists. Um, they came in the form of, you know, private company owners who all did their bit to open opportunities mm. for social enterprises to start, to um, grow and to flourish. And I think that's really important. As a final thought, I think I'd say that, you know, in my mind, um, social enterprise is a, um, a rehearsal and it's a rehearsal for what every company should be focused on. You know, what we need in the future, if we're going to build regenerative and distributive futures, we actually need businesses who care about the impact that they create, mm. who care about how they engage with workers, um, who care about how they engage with people who are disconnected from mainstream employment and who who set out to make a difference yeah. and social enterprise has demonstrated that. Uh, my hope is that will inspire mainstream businesses to also have a go at making a difference. Thanks very much, Ingrid. Much appreciated. Richard, let's cross to you now for some final thoughts. What are you thinking, having heard all these reflections? I'm just, I'm thinking, Tom, just the, the amazing confluence of people wanting to create you know, really positive social and economic change. That's that's one thing. And the fact that a, that a movement really is not the work of any one or two or even three individuals. It's the work of work of many hands. Mm. And it's not, it's certainly not our story. Much of the story is Southeast Queensland centric. But I just wanted to acknowledge there's many others around the state who have been pioneers in social enterprise who've more recently joined you know, through QSEC and through things like the um, the, the ministerial roundtable, mm. um, who are kind of doing similar things. And so, you know, just there's multiple points of which this is this movement has begun, and there's confluence now. But just want to acknowledge those other pioneers and people around the state and and outside of Queensland who 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 pushed this um, down the road. And it's great that we're all we're all sort of starting to come together and talk more through through forums like QSEC and Asina and, and other um, uh, social enterprise forums. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, Richard, and, and for your hard work as the chair of the Queensland Social Enterprise Council. Steve, you've seen this all unfold since being one, one of the, the original chairs at QSEC. So are there any parting thoughts or reflections? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Just really echoing what other people have said, you know, it's just it's a movement of people, you know, t- towards the goal of creating a fairer economy and a fairer world, really. 
But I'd really like to highlight the work that you've done, Tom, and especially with the Impact Boom podcast. I mean, 330 plus episodes of the pod is, you know, quite a feat. And I really think that it has greatly contributed to the discussion, you know, not only here, but internationally too. So just an acknowledgement to yourself and, and thanks for all your hard work. Thanks, Steve. It's much appreciated. Amelia, let's let's cross to you now, because again, you've seen this all unfold and, and contributed strongly to it, um, particularly in those initial years of QSEC. So where would you like to leave some final thoughts? I think partly the, the great role that yeah, so many people have played in who are from so many different sectors. And I'm thinking of some of the uh, early adopters in housing and public works and um, mm. Brisbane City Council and yeah, people who just activated from wherever they were to put social enterprise on the agenda. And then I think just also another final thought is where our original vision was really around creating a world where all business was social business. Um, I think more and more uh, it's just exciting to see how the system and ecosystem is developing and where people are coming together around community wealth building projects uh, that involve a whole range of players mm. as well as social enterprise. So that's great to see that whole of community approach beginning to happen too. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, Amelia. And Emma Kate, you formed a really strong part of QSEC and not just that, but as a director of, of one of Queensland's, you know, strong social enterprises in, in Food Connect. So to cap things off before we head to Elise, what would you like to add? What are your parting words? Yeah, I think um, I'd like to just reach out to all those social entrepreneurs in Queensland who aren't yet members of QSEC, just to appeal to them that it does take a movement and and to join up and also consider coming on the board because a, having board experience is incredibly valuable um, and you learn a lot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very much a growth, um, a a personal growth uh, challenge when you join a board, particularly a board of the social movement. And when you have so much responsibility to your members, I think, you know, I I think it's hard for people to understand what solidarity really means until you're in the trenches with your fellow members. Yes. And you don't underestimate the power of that, working side by side with people who are doing the hard slog with you every day. Mm. That lived experience is, is incredibly important and the support that you get from your peers is is so powerful. Yeah. Um, so that's my parting thought. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that, Emma-Kate. And Elise, I won't leave it with you now. What would you like to say to all the listeners out there? Uh, look, it's just really important, um, number one, to recognise the diversity of our sector and um, uniquely the unity behind our movement to actually change the systems for better. But we really need to highlight it's small times many makes mighty. Mm. So to help us to celebrate this 10 year anniversary, my gosh, we got there. Um, we really need to add everybody's voices to their piece, to the to, to build the piece of the puzzle that is social enterprise in Australia. And we're going to put some directions after this Um, We really hope you follow the directions and then add your voice to that shared story so that we can build a vision for the future of social enterprise in Queensland and then hopefully across Australia. 
Thanks very much, Elise. And for all the listeners there, yep, you can absolutely jump onto impactboom.org and there will be an article for you to find the full transcription of this podcast alongside links to the different initiatives and, and movements that have been mentioned from all of our wonderful speakers today. So I want to acknowledge all of you for your really hard work, for your dedication, for your years of volunteering and for your vision, uh, your vision to, to grow the social enterprise movement and ultimately a movement which, which uses um, business to tackle our, our deep-rooted social, environmental and cultural issues. You're all a great inspiration to me and have been huge support. So thanks again for, for all your hard work. Thanks so much, Tim. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.